Ray. And I'm Veronica. And welcome to the Chiclet Book Club Podcast. Where we read a romance novel and then we talk about it. Today we're talking about A Lady for a Duke by Alexis Hall. Sigh. <sighs> Alexis Hall. Oh, um, we love you, Alexis Hall. We adore Alexis Hall on this show. We do. We just do. We do. It's it's a fact. It's part of our like, what are the rules that come with like, like with your like club or your whatever? It's like the the mission statement or whatever. It's like one of them oh, is like your values or something. Yes, and like one like, of them is like we love we Alexis love Alexis Hall. Hall. Yeah, yep. like we wear pink on Wednesdays. We love Alexis, Alexis Hall. Hall. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. like that's just what it is. It is. I mean, get over it if you don't like it. Yeah, and I will not apologize. No, no, absolutely mm. not. No. Mm. Um, so anywho, um, hey, Ray. Hey, Veronica. Hey, Vanessa Carlton. <laughs> Tell me something good. So, um, <laughs> this is, okay. Um, <laughs> one, I started a, I'm gonna, I'm gonna start. I started, I started last night. I started a, um, Coen Brothers watch through of all the Coen Brothers. Cause they are my, oh. it's my favorite director set. So I'm very excited about that. Okay. Um, but <laughs> 2B3 went crazy with something happened on social media and then we had all these like fucking listens and I was like what's happening here so champagne problems yeah caviar dreams bitches uh-huh. are but, your uh, are your diamond shoes too tight your yeah. wallet's too small for your yeah. 50s I'm fucking Maguda Raid with <laughs> listens I guess <laughs> with listens <laughs> Um, we're actually like I have to say this next weekend I'm very excited about the movies we're watching we're watching um, uh, tribute to Memorial Day so uh, World War II inspired horror movies so um, I'm very excited but anyhow that is not my bright spot my bright spot (laughs) (laughs) is something I I I can't believe I'm gonna I'm gonna say this is my bright spot but we're talking about I mean it's been a bad day that's all we're going to say. It's been a bad day. It's been, it's a, been bad a really day. bad day. The one good spot in my day was when I had Chip and Dale's Rescue Rangers movie from Disney on my television. That is the most piss poor excuse for a bright spot I have ever heard. I loved but, every fucking minute of it. And okay, is it the new one? Because I it's a new one. It's a new one with yes. Like I, I hated the trailer. I was like, no. No, you get out of here. Because that was, like, right in my sweet spot. I was, like, eight, nine when Rescue Rangers came out. So I was, like, that was, like, my jam. of course. Of course. And so I'm, like, no. No, you can get the fuck out of here with this. I loved every fucking stupid second of it. Because it was, like, at one point, like, Randy Marsh from South Park shows up at some point. And, I mean, it's just, it's what you want in a stupid, like, two-hour just dumb throwback sort of movie and it's like there's a, for kids or no yeah i don't i think a lot of it will go over kids heads i mean sure, nothing's yeah. like really i mean because i mean at one point <laughs> i mean part of the one big storyline is that monterey jack who is voiced by eric fucking banna i see you stop there drinking on that one yep the, i incre- did stop drinking on that and the incredible hulk does the voice of fucking <laughs> monterey jack Okay, okay. Which, it's funny because I'm like, the, I don't remember Monterey Jack being this Australian, but holy God, is he like, Australian, mate? Like, he's like all over the top. And um, also, it's Eric fucking Banna. But yeah, like, he fine. just went, I mean, he went all in and I'm I'm here for it. He is real pretty. 
he's gorgeous. Um, oh, I did text um, my 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 lovely co-host Veronica and um, our friend Ween this weekend, um, saying how much. Oh my fucking god, Liv Tyler is a goddamn goddess because I it's, watched it's Incredible Hulk. Oh, um, um, I actually brought her up the other day because I was talking about the movie um, Empire Records. You know, um, when I was in grad school um, back in uh, uh, about the beginning of time, yeah, two thousand three, I had pictures of her on my um, I, my um, refrigerator because I one loved her and two like wanted obviously. to be her. Like, obviously, I had like. I, I didn't know I was bisexual at that point. Didn't know that, like, why did I like this woman so much? Huh. Yeah. I wonder. Wonder. Why I was drawn to this gorgeous woman. Yeah. Can't FYI, imagine why. Liv Tyler's fucking hot. But anyhow. Sexuality is fluid. It is. Um, so anyhow, uh, I, I would recommend it. It's very... F- you, you and Mr. Veronica will enjoy it wholeheartedly. All right. I'm into it. Yeah. You'll um, find it very funny. Eric Bana is 53 years old. He can jump on it whenever he'd like and twice on Sunday. Yep. He is easy on the old host. Hey, um, Veronica. What? Yeah. Tell me something good. <sighs> I'm not going to lie to you. So I, I was actually having a pretty good week. First of all, we're recording on a Tuesday, which is abnormal for us. We usually do weekends. However... Um, we like to record as quickly as possible after we have finished a book before yeah. it all flies out of our minds. Um, and in this case, we needed to finish. We have uh, a lady for a duke as an ARC, and the book comes out on May 24th, which is a Tuesday. And so we wrote a review and submitted to NetGalley to like fulfill our obligations. However, our episode will come out on the 31st, and we didn't want to wait like you know four or five days until the weekend so that we could uh, record when we would normally would. Yeah, so not anyway, the regular weekend, you know. Right. The weekend. So, uh-huh. So mm-hmm. we're doing this on a Tuesday. So, like, things are a little wonky in and of themselves. However, I was having, like, a pretty good week mm-hmm. until, like, 4 p.m. today. And then everything took a drastic turn. Um, yeah, it did. Thankfully, my family is safe, and I'm really grateful about that. Um, went and picked up my kid a few minutes early from school because I just wanted to squeeze the living crap out of her. Um, but uh, at any rate, the awesome thing that has happened in the past week then is that we got girlfriend a bike. And oh, fun! she is learning how to ride a bike with training wheels. Oh, fun! And she has gotten very good at it very quickly. Nice! It's a little, it's a little terrifying. Um... At one point, uh, my husband was like, well, you know, we have like a gravel driveway. And so he was like, well, you know, like it's more, it's harder on a gravel driveway, right? Because it's like, it's not even and whatever. Right. Um, And uh, then, of course, our kid like hopped on that, was like, we'd just be on the neighbor's driveway. And I was like. (laughs) Just spin all the fucking gravel went out. She's like, yeah. Yeah, Just spun out right there. Yeah, yeah. Um, And I was like, no, we're not just going to hang out on the neighbor's driveway like whenever we damn well please. Um, and then I was like, listen, I also learned how to ride a bike on gravel and I fucking survived. And mm-hmm. then my husband looked at my daughter. Everyone had went, a piece of gravel in their, like, their, like their in wrist. their skin, just embedded. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, and my we husband, also had that one asshole friend who said, that's going to go into your heart. It could go into your bloodstream and go into your. What the fuck is wrong with everyone? Yeah, I know. 
So uh, then my husband looked at my daughter and he said, she also walked to school uphill both ways. And I was <laughs> like. In the snow. In the snow. Yep. We did. We did. I was like, fuck you. With fear of a fucking bear. Yeah. Yeah. We uh-huh. did. Uh-huh. Eat the biggest dick on the fucking planet. Yep. Um, so anywho, she is awesome. She is awesome. And learning how to ride her bike. She, I love it. Uh, she has a frozen bike, which is actually <gasps> not the first choice, because the first choice was a Paw Patrol bike, which was cool. Like, actually, I kind of preferred it. However, I ordered it. It came to the house. And then I was like, motherfucker, this is too small for her. Because oh. it was like a, an age one to four bike. First of all, dear bike manufacturers, show me a one-year-old that can ride a bike. <laughs> One-year-olds can't fucking walk. How in ever-loving fuck is a one-year-old going to ride a Did bike? Did it little, legit say one-year-old to whatever? It literally said age one to four. Well, maybe there's a weird, like, circus baby. Sure. Yeah, we'll say that. <laughs> so anyway, we had to, like, return it and exchange it. They didn't have that bike in the larger size. But it's fine. She's cool with the frozen bike. She's I mean, into it. right? Also, the pedals are snowflakes. So if she falls, do you just told her to let it go? Yes. <laughs> Actually, you tell her, don't let it go. Hold on. <laughs> I, I... I think of like sometimes I think of my my childhood and I think I immediately go to fucking Stranger Things because those those kids oh, riding yeah. those bikes I mean that was uh-huh. like that I only times I fell fucking yep. riding my bike nowhere we there's places I remember thinking back actually it was not too long ago I was thinking about like there was this like um, quarry that everyone like all of our parents were like don't don't drive. Don't ride your bikes down by the quarry. Where where do you think we all went? Fucking down by the quarry, right? Like, I don't know how many times we all went down there. We're like, we're not supposed to be here. Like, if anything happens, we're going to be in super mega trouble because we were down in the quarry and no one. I mean, it was off. It was weird. It was like, probably the dump bodies there or some horrible shit back there because, I mean, it's, you know, it was. Oh, my fucking God. Oh. I ever tell you about my uh, grandpa's neighbor that I was murdered? Anyhow, um, we'll talk about that off air. <laughs> Look at the film company. Fuck. My grandmother was on the, on the news once. Anyhow, um, <laughs> I got I gotta, I gotta a quiz for you. Oh, thank God. Okay, cool. What? Just ID, face ID. Come on, it's me. All right, so this is called Let's Play the Hardest Round of Would You Rather with the classic rom com tropes we all love. Would okay. you rather fall in love with your enemy or fall in love with your best friend? I mean, I know this one. Oh, I'm, uh, I don't know. Uh, enemies to lovers. I know enemies to lovers, but like enemies to lovers is awesome in fake life. I don't know that I would like it in real life. I think I honestly, I would say it um, like with your best friend. Okay. Yeah. Would you rather meet your soulmate on your first day of work or meet your soulmate out on a coffee run? coffee run <clears throat> would you rather be stuck in a love triangle or be stuck in an on again off again relationship oh, that's a tough one. Ooh, i don't know three some possibilities love triangle <laughs> you first <Bruce> harem <laughs> um i don't know if this is supposed to, what we're supposed to be doing so um are you giving been... me your answers no you're no, not. no 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 i don't know i thought it was supposed to be at the end you're supposed to like 
Okay, proceed. Okay, no, they're great. Okay, I, this is would you rather. So, like, for the first one, you, you, 66%, yes, agreed with you. Oh, okay. 67% cool. of the second one. And you lost. No, 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 you, 56% agreed with you. Would you rather. Um, also, I think I won. Okay. You Just, win everything, because you're amazing. Because you win. Why do you, why do you win? Because they win. Because uh, I win. And also, if it's a love triangle, double the orgasms. Well, I was actually thinking Big Daddy, but with Adam Sandler's Big Daddy, why do you win? Why does he win? Because I win. Because I win. What do you want to eat, Frankenstein? Also, 37 packages of ketchup. You heard the man. 37 packages of ketchup. Scuba Steve. Cheryl Crow does a cover of Sweet Child of Mine for yes, that soundtrack. Yes, yes. Perfection. Yep. Um, you call her Dr. Big Moose, Mickey. Anyhow, um, would you rather fall in love during the holiday season or fall in love with while on a tropical vacation? Holiday season. Well, 70% agree with you. Would you rather get stuck in an elevator with your potential love interest or bump into them while carrying a huge stack of papers? Huge stack of papers. Only 20%. Goes everywhere. They help you. It's beautiful. Elevator, you are stuck with them. Well, as we as I texted you last week, um, it's quite the trope that everyone uses, isn't it? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Some people it use is. it more than others and steal from other people. Anyhow, mm-hmm. would you rather pretend to date someone in a fake relationship or be in a real relationship, but you have to keep it a secret? Fake relationship. Agreed. Wow! We are in the minority with 30 per- 37%. Oh, well, those 37% of people might want to seek therapy. Okay. Call people out. <laughs> Call people out. Secret <laughs> relationships are not, like, that's nothing about that is healthy. Well, I mean, I guess it's, it's just, if it's like an office romance, you probably want to keep it secret for a little while until you have to like, you know, go to HR and sign those forms. You know, everyone has to sign those forms, which I've never seen those fucking forms. No, I have no idea what they're fucking. No, I've they never don't. Seen those, no, no. no. Uh, we've known a lot of people who've had relations. I guess I could ask my current employer, but they'd also be like, "Wait, who are you having an office romance with? This is you work from home." <laughs> Myself. I'll ask. <laughs> Myself. They'll be like, um, what happened when you were here for a 36 hour period? <laughs> and they're of like, time? here's the number for talk space. <laughs> Do you need an online therapist? Yes. <laughs> for you. In one of my last reviews, I said something about that. I was like, Do you think talk space would sponsor us? Possibly. Maybe. Let's think. Let's like look it. into it. Yep. I like it. Mm-hmm. Would you rather be a big city? Qu- corporate person who falls in love with a small town person or be a regular person who falls in love with a celebrity mm. uh, option a please we're still the minority on that one 31 percent. would you I rather want, i don't want to be in the public eye like that no thank no, you no, no no thank you um would you rather your love interest turn out to be a secret billionaire or your love interest turn out to be secret royalty billionaire I don't want to be royalty. That's yeah, not seventy-two percent. Yeah. Yep. 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 Would you rather have a best friend who provides the comic relief, have a best friend who gives gives wise relationship advice, comic relief? Yes. Thank you. Okay. Because sixty-one percent. Thank you. Um, <laughs> would you rather have parents who are just the fucking worst, or have a sibling who is more successful than you and the clear favorite? 
I think at that point, it's easier to have parents who are just the fucking worst. We're in the minority of 23%. Oh, we. Okay. Um, Would you rather have your first kiss in the rain or have your first kiss at midnight on New Year's Eve? Rain. Yeah, great. Yeah. Mr. Darcy. Would you rather find out the person you're dating is just doing it for a bet? (laughs) Am I a bet? Am I a fucking bet? Or was... Find out the person you're dating is actually married. What? Bet. <laughs> bet. Yes. Bet. I'll bet. take a bet. Ten yes. out of ten bet. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, Ween has never seen She's All Bat. Ex- fucking excuse me? I want to start a Patreon just to make her have to watch She's All Bat. <laughs> um, she's going to watch it with me. Right? She's going to have to. We'll have, have a Zoom bet? party. Have I a fucking Am I a fucking bet? Yeah. Hoover it. Yeah. Um, would you rather have multiple extremely hot people fighting for your affection or have one person fight for your affection through multiple romantic gestures? Um, the latter. Multiple romantic gestures. Yes. Yeah. Great. Mm-hmm. 70%. Would you rather, it's last one, have someone confess their love for you in a grand romantic gesture? A GG! GG. Or would you... Or would you have someone confess their love for you after chasing you through the airport? Mm. One, you can't do that anymore. You can't do that anymore. That's that's a fallacy. I mean, you can't get past security. Um, no. So I'm going to say um, grand romantic gesture. We're still the minority, 46%. People are weird. You can't chase anyone through the airport anymore. No. You have to, they what? will literally tackle you to the ground You have to have you. a ticket, so you're already paying like whatever it is for a ticket. Um, now, I will say the show Friends did that properly, and that they made Ross buy a ticket. Yeah. To get through security. What was after September 11th? They, literally yeah. everything changed after September 11th. Yeah, I mean, like, mm-hmm. if you see... It's any- almost like a massive thing happened that changed all of us, and then the government took action to make sure it never happened again. It's almost like something happened to prevent future things from happening. It's almost like it's possible. Yeah, because I was just thinking, I was like, oh, it happened again in Britain, but that was Britain. Anyhow... Mm-hmm. And they caught that person before they got on the plane. So that happened. All right. I got a deck of cards. I love it. Here. Show me the deck of cards. Show me your dick of cards. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So I'm just, I'm just, I'm just. Okay. So if anybody wants to follow us, uh, follow our our little uh, steamy book. um, uh, Hell yes. Steamy book sex position um, uh, database. Database. You can find it on our website. It's a spreadsheet. It's a database. It'll be a database at some point. It'll be a cell spreadsheet at some point. It's going to be an access. We're going to put in an access. That's right. We're going to put it up. I might. Don't fucking mess with me. I might. Fucking um, Fucking. I'm such a fucking nerd. I'm a, I'm a database administrator. Yes, I will. I will do that. Um, that, um, yes, I actually added something it's recently. It's called Steamy Books Expositions. It is. And uh, um, I actually just added a bunch of website. fucking books on there. So let's hope. You got it up. That's what she said. Um, so I'm going to pull a card. You can tell me if we don't come up with one. <laughs> you can uh, tell us which one. All right. Our this minds one are the same as 13. Oh, my boys. God. Okay, what? Oh, God. Five out of five. I'm just going to read the technique for you. Do we and you still can... not know if that's difficulty or hotness? We don't know. Okay, cool. I'm going to read the technique and you can tell me what the name of it is. Because I know you can tell me what the name of it is. Okay. Hmm. Oh, right. David Attenborough. Okay. 
This classic position allows the couple to enjoy animalistic sex. For him to hit her G-spot better, the couple should experiment with leaning forward around 6 to 12 inches. Wait, leaning forward? Uh-huh, both of them lean forward. 60-12 inches. So Jeez. he's behind her? Mm-hmm. So, like, standing? Her mm-hmm. bent over? Or are we talking doggy style? It's called doggy style! Okay, there we go. Here we go. Right. There we so go. just pick one. Just pick one from the list. I mean, so apparently in Penelope Ward, the assignment, mark my words, E.L. Coslo. Um, I mean, the thing is, like, uh, oh, Dating Dr. Dill. It's also in Dating Dr. Dill. Um, it's fun when we have answers to that one. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah. Also, A plus on that. Um, yeah, I mean, those are the ones off the top of my head. Like, I'm sure there are more. Yeah. Yeah. I think you're, I think that's getting more common. Yeah, 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 in romance so. novels. I remember the first time I read a novel that had that in, I was like, oh, like, I was young. I was I was probably like, I was an undergrad. Like, I remember reading one of my first, it might have been like a Joanna. Um, Joanna Lin- Lindsay. Yeah, one of those ones. Like, no, I don't know if it was one of those, but like, it was like, he looked at, she looked at herself in the mirror and he was behind her. And I was like, oh, this is scandalous. And I'm like, now, like, uh, well, what? He, has, she, he hasn't come on her face. So obviously, like, this isn't fucking oh hot. God. I mean, he didn't come on her stomach and, you know, whatever, and him running his hands through it. So obviously, you know. Wow. <laughs> wow. I'm that just... escalated quickly. It did. Well, that's usually what happens. Yeah. Yeah. Anyhow, so guess what? We're going to come back and we're going to talk about this book, right? Very excited about that. Um, yeah. So let's do that. Um, we will take a brief respite. Mm-hmm. And we're we... Gonna... We'll be back in two. In two. What? <laughs> and we're back. We're back, bitches. <laughs> <Ba-boo>. <laughs> I'm very excited. I'm very excited, as you would say, very to, talk about this, to talk about this book. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so am I. Um, uh, as we said, it's called A Lady for a Duke. It comes out on uh, May 24th. 2022. Um, <laughs> <laughs> what does someone say? And that's to you. <laughs> that's um, Tuesday to you. Tuesday to you. Um, at any rate, uh, I'm happy to read the description if you are okay with that. I love when you read the description. Oh, how lovely. I do. Okay. <clears throat> A lush, sweeping, queer historical romance from the best-selling author of Boyfriend Material, perfect for fans of Netflix's Bridgerton, Evie mm-hmm. Dunmore, and Lisa Claypas. When oh. Viola Carroll was presumed dead at Waterloo, she took the opportunity to live at last as herself. But freedom does not come without a price, and Viola paid hers with the loss of her wealth, her title, and her closest companion, Justin Devere the Duke of Gracewood. Only when their families reconnect years after the war does Viola learn how deep that loss truly was. Shattered without her, Gracewood has retreated so far into grief that Viola barely recognizes her old friend and the lonely, brooding man that he has become. As Viola strives to bring Gracewood back to himself, fresh desires give new names to old feelings, feelings that would never 
feelings that would have been impossible once and maybe impossible still, but which Viola cannot deny, even if they cost her everything all over again. And I would just like to say this is actually our start of uh, Pride Month. Yes. Uh, we're starting a little early. I love we're it. starting it a day early and we're very excited. Yes. Um, and also like, yeah, so yes, that's, that's mostly that's what I want to say. And also like to spend disbelief. Yes. Yeah, I mean, I feel like with most historical romances, you have to Agreed. spend disbelief. Yeah. yeah. Um, Sarah McLean, I mean, I think going in like Sarah McLean, you just go and be like, okay, I know. I mean, like nothing against her. It's like those those women, those women are like fucking ballsy as shit. Yeah. You go in, and you go into um, same with Tessa Dare. Like yeah. you, you go look into at like, like her Spindle yeah. Cove series. Like all those women are really ballsy. Independent and, independent women who yep, have their which own is businesses. Why they are literally yeah. living in a place that is that is called Spindle Cove, but it's nicknamed Spinster Cove. Well, I mean, and uh, Joanna Shoup, who I've just I, I'm going to recommend one of her books. All of the women. It's also like Regency, or sorry, it's yeah, it's it's uh, Victorian, but in Gilded Age actually. But still, like these women in England still couldn't own land. Um, right. So, I mean, they're shop owners. They're, like, strong women. So, yes, you have to, like, suspend disbelief on every corner that you read. I mean, I am I am the historical romance woman of the two of us, so. Yep. And I that you are. That I am. Mm-hmm. But loved. Yes. Um, this, is, this is really a fascinating book in that, first of all, you and I both when we saw that Alexis Hall was coming out with a historical romance, you and I were both like, yes, we are on board. Thank you. Yeah. Um, my book's coming tomorrow. Hopefully. Yeah. Yes. That's what uh, she said. Ray, hella, Ray pre-ordered the book. So she's getting like a special edition Alexis tomorrow. signed it. Yeah. Oh my he God. Has, he signed something. I don't know. There's a signature somewhere. So exciting. Um, but then we got approved for this ARC, which we were not expecting. So, um, we were able to read it, which, like, honestly, an honor. Like, <laughs> I was so excited. Yeah. You and I both shrieked when we realized that we got approved for this ARC. So, yeah. um. Also, the cover is gorgeous. It really is. Although, I won't lie, I was a little confused as to why she was in yellow on the cover. It's very Beauty and the Beast. Oh, you're right. Okay, yes, it is. But, like, he talks about her being in blue so frequently. And that he's I was in just blue. surprised. Oh, you're right. But I think it's Beauty and the Beast. I think that's what it's I think that's to be. fair. Yeah, I think that's fair. Because even I was her happy hair she had is a very Beauty and the Well, even, well, you know what? We know why the choker. But we, I think even the hairstyle, I think it's yeah, very Belle. Right. Uh, yeah, okay. I get it. It's very cute. I like it a lot. Also, her dress is amazing. I mean, let's just be real. Oh, God. <laughs> um, so when the book begins there there is a trigger warning at the beginning more so is like a just fyi for people who this is a book about a trans woman and so and written by a a queer author and so it's very possible that this will attract maybe trans people like this is a book that features trans representation and so at the beginning alexis hall says like in an author's note or something you know FYI, there's a lot of dead naming happening here. Mm-hmm. And it's not malicious. It's not intentional. There is nothing like that happening. It's just that the person Marley 
died at Waterloo. Mm -hmm. And that is what everyone believes. Right. Is that Marley died at Waterloo. Right. However, and Marley, in very many senses, is dead. Mm -hmm. And Viola Carroll lives. So when Gracewood is talking about his friend Marley, he thinks Marley is dead and he does not know that Viola Carroll is formerly Marley. Correct. So there's no, like, there's no malice happening there. Um, but I appreciate that Alexis Hall still made that note to just be like, hey, just so you know, this is a thing that's going to happen. Um, but once people know, and even once Gracewood knows, yeah, he never hesitates to call her Viola. No. At no point, at no point does he mm-hmm. try to call her Marley. Ever. No, and I really liked from the beginning when Viola refers to herself, like as, a, as the story talks about her um, history in, because we're talking about the um, Napoleonic Wars. So we're talking about um, Napoleon uh, and, and um, oh shoot, uh, Waterloo. Is, yeah, I looked it area. up. It's the Battle of Waterloo, um, yep. which was fought on September, I'm sorry, on Sunday, 18th of June, 1815 near Waterloo in the United Kingdom and of most the Netherlands. Of, yeah, and most of anybody who like who likes Regency England, like Regency mm-hmm. his, you know, history, uh, historical romance, this is like rote for you guys. Like you all yeah. know this is this is what it is. Like when they say like they're battling Napoleon, this is what right. they're talking about. Exactly. Um so when they're when when Viola is talking about herself fighting she mm-hmm. is talking about herself. She yeah. does not use. She's any, not using male pronouns. She is not. No. So it's, you know, you have to, you, you, you do a little bit of like fancy fork, but you figure it out and you, you know, you're like, okay, you're cool with it. Like, it's not like mm-hmm. it's like, um, it's hard to cipher or anything like there's no confusion of what's happening. You learn very quickly. You catch on very quickly what's happening. Yeah. Agreed. Um, and they say, I believe Alexis says the year in which it's happening. It probably is sometime around 18, like 14, 18. I believe. Well, if the battle happened in 1815, it's probably like 1817. Could be. Uh, I don't know. I can't remember. Yeah. Usually yeah, like, yeah, these usually like up. early-ish 1800s. Um, it's interesting. Like, I've read so many books, obviously, uh, for Regency historical romances. Mm-hmm. And so many of these characters... <laughs> have the same thing that fucking poor Justin's going through is it's yeah. like this PTSD, which we know now we is know PTSD. now is that's what it's called. But you know, right. back then. Right. And we'll and get we into that later. Yeah. But yeah, but yeah, I mean, it's yeah. I mean, like we, we, we went through it. Like it worked. Sorry. Sorry. They went through it in 1814, 18 through 17. And then we went through it in 1860, you know, uh, 61 through 64 here. Mm-hmm. So of having a great world war where you're fucking getting killed by cannon fire is uh, pretty rough. And, you know, we've dealt with PTSD on multiple occasions since then because war mm-hmm. after war after war. But so... no one had a, had a term for it or no one could actually deal oh, with sure. it. Oh, sure. Yeah. It wasn't yeah. really like termed until in Vietnam they called it shell shock. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, it's, it's interesting like where you're thinking, yeah, these, these poor gentlemen, especially if they're coming back with a limp missing limbs, you know, um, just 
in fact, the one of the books I was reading, oh, well, this book too, I remember there was another uh, book I was reading, it was very similar, where it's fireworks and people think, the, and the, like the, the oh, yeah. hero thinks there's gunshots. Oh, yeah. And so, like, that's just such a, a thing that now would be like, well, that's obviously PTSD. Obviously. But, yeah. But, yeah. Um, there was, I remember, obviously, many years ago, when Across the Universe came out. Do you know what I'm talking about? The mm-hmm. movie with yeah. the Beatles music? Yep. Um, the, I think the brother of one of the main characters in that book goes to Vietnam mm-hmm. and comes back. And someone asks him how he's doing, and he says, oh, I'm good, you know, from the neck down. And my mom, I distinctly remember her leaning over to me and saying, that's what they used to say to the boys after Vietnam, that they said that they were good from the neck down because their minds were not okay. And yeah. it's fucking common sense that, like, anytime well, we ask people to, like, go to a war zone and, A, watch people die, and, B, probably kill people. You're going to come home with, like, that is not a normal thing to experience. That is not a normal thing that our brains are just like, oh, yeah, I killed someone the other day. Like, that's not okay. Our brains have trouble with that. Yeah. Because we know it's wrong. I have a relative who his brother died in Vietnam. And he he said, he's like, he goes, you know, honestly, with where his brain would have been, he's probably in a better place. There are a lot of Vietnam veterans that have struggled with mental health issues, and sh- not shockingly so. Right. I hope that with, you know, with the age that you and I are, our um, peers, I suppose, were in Iraq and Afghanistan. So, you know, our generation has enough to deal with there, but I hope that at this point we have recognized it enough to understand that it's a thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and I ha- I really appreciate like every single veteran on any social media channel who is speaking out about it because I think it's, it's so helpful to normalize it. Yeah. So that other people feel better about also speaking out and getting the help that they need. Yeah. Well, and I was thinking, like, adding to what we're, you know, for this book in particular, what we're talking about is, so Viola lived as a man for many years and was mm-hmm. best friends with um, uh, Gracewood, Gracewood, Justin mm-hmm. Devers. Mm-hmm. Um, and when she died, quote unquote, on mm-hmm. the battlefield, she was um, she was terribly injured. And to the point where it was like they were figuring it was a you know fatally wounded, but she was mm-hmm. saved by a French family, and brought back to life, you know brought back to the health, mm-hmm. and became the woman that she'd always felt inside. She said she was always living a lie before then, and always felt like this was her, like one chance to live who she really felt like she was. Mm-hmm. And the family that rescued her, she said, you know they lived differently yes because there were there were also one of them at least was yeah. trans yes. like her and so she didn't I don't, say which one but right she just said that one of them lived differently i forget exactly how she phrased it but she but the gist that i got from it was like one of them was trans yeah. and was living differently than they were raised to or right. the society would biologically expect them to. yeah right i kind of assumed it was the husband i thought it was yeah that husband. it was a trans woman 
Yeah. Just because of like, that was the easiest leap for me to make where like this, this person who is a trans woman then sees an example and it's like, oh my God, it's not that far-fetched. Oh, see, I thought it was the other because I was thinking, yes, because she brings up, um, I I don't want to spoil it because that's one of my things we talk about later, a little bit later, but it was like uh, postmodern Prometheus. And so I don't want to bring it up. All right. Well, maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. No, you're not wrong Alexis, please write into the show. I mean, we would love to talk to you in general. We would love to talk to you. I love it. I would die. Okay. Um, Does that kind of sum up like what's going on? Um, so where we, we start the story is that the, oh. uh, Viola, 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 we don't know. Was, I, v, we talked v, about it before the show. V, V, V there is heading out with, um, okay. So V is a, is a, uh, companion to her sister-in-law, mm-hmm. Louisa, Louisa, right? Lu- Louise. I Louise. Think it's Louise. Louise. And, um, and her brother, Badger. Badger. His name is Badger. Bartholomew, but yeah. or ba- Bartholomew. And he's taken over the um the title of of um is it Duke? I forget what his title was. Machon. Oh, no, he's um he's Marquis. He's he's Marquis, isn't he? I don't remember. But um, he t- regardless, he takes over the, over title, the title and yeah. and the land and the privileges and the wealth, whatever because it all is. Because in general, like Marley is dead. Yeah, it's, Marley is dead, and yeah, um, and really, like they all thought that Marley was dead right. way prior to. So we were uh, talking v two ends years up, after. De- well, I've... V comes back after like a year or so. Well, we're, and, the story starts two years after. Oh yeah, the story starts two or two and a half years like after Waterloo, but V came back like after a year or so after she was recuperated right. from her injuries, living with this other couple. Um, and essentially is like comes back to her family, the mm-hmm. only family that she has, and, and they accept her. And Badger and Louise are like, okay, cool. Thank you're you. We're so glad companion. you're alive. Yeah, you can now be my lady's companion because yeah. you know otherwise, what would she have been? You know, like they had to a create cousin. some sort of story. I mean, exactly, you and I, you and I have an I issue. I have an issue with this, but yes, I know, I get it, and and I totally understand that. Um, but you know, like they had to create some sort of story where she was like accepted to be living in that house because otherwise, who the fuck was she that just like rolled well, up? Honestly, like if we want to get into it, like people would be like, "Where's that money going? Why is the money going to this random companion?" Mm-hmm. Like all of a sudden, like was she going to get a job? Yeah, right. I mean, I mean, it would been it would make more sense if she was a cousin. I mean, I, I literally never. Let's never, but, okay. That's fine. We'll okay. talk about it later. Yep. Um. But anyway, so uh, they, ha- uh, Badger and Louise already have a son. Little they call him Little Bartholomew. <laughs> little Bart. Little Bart. <laughs> little Bart. Um. And so even Little Bartholomew is like he calls that's her. Cool. He calls that's her my- Aunt, Vi- Aunt Viola. That's my Aunt Viola. Which I was like, you know, how are you going to explain that later? I mean, but she even brings that up at one point that like Bartholomew didn't get weird about it. She doesn't tell him not to. She doesn't tell him not to, though. No. But like she she says like he doesn't even get weird about it. Like he just accepted like, oh, this is my Aunt Viola. He's so little. I mean, like he would. Oh, of course. No. And and. I think it's an important thing to note also that children are not born hating anything. 
No. As, Children are taught to hate as, people. As South Pacific told us, you have to be carefully taught. Thank you very much. You do. I mean, hate is you do, taught. Though. It's, it's not taught. An it's not It's not a thing. learned, like, yeah. It is not. I mean, you have to be taught to hate. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, aside from something like... It's a learned thing. It's not ingrained. Yeah. Yes, yeah. exactly. It's, you're not born with hate. No. Um, unless it's something like, I tried green beans and I fucking hate them. Like, it's not that. It's like, you have to be taught to hate people. Yeah. Um, or certain people. Or people who are different you from you. You have to be carefully taught. Yep. You do. Um, so the fact that his parents did not instill hate in him, he didn't care. Still, and children I'll, are extremely accepting. I mean, extremely accepting until they are say, told this, not to be. This whole book, there's not many people who are like hating in this book. It's very accepting book. It's a very accepting book. Um, even like the quote villains of the book, right, have their own issues. They have some issues. They have and not issues. Ju- and I don't mean that like they have kinks and that's fine. I'm not judging those. No, but, like they have issues. They, have they shoes. need to remedy in yes. their heads. They but have like, nothing to do with the kinks. They're yeah, just like again. It's one of those points where you have to suspend your disbelief, like yeah. or suspend your belief. Like you'd be like, okay, fine, I'm gonna go with this. I'm gonna go with it. Yeah, you just gotta roll with it. You gotta roll. You gotta roll. Just roll it, roll it, roll it, roll it. Rolling with your homies, um, dearest Ray. Yes. Would you like to discuss with me? Well, first of all, please tell the lovely people listening to this podcast. How we deal with reviews on the show. So what we do is we do a compliment sandwich. So the top bun is our <laughs> is our pro. I'm really hungry, but I'm good good with that low carb. Um, <sighs> the top bun is our first uh, pro, almost a con pro, where we talk about something we liked about the book. The middle is our meat. It's a con something we didn't like so much about the book. And the bottom, we try to end on a high note, is our um, last pro. Um, something again we liked about the book. Mm-hmm. So the bottom bun. Um, I'm interested ta- in a tuna melt. Oh my! You know, okay? I want to kiss you right now, just because you know what a tuna melt is. My mother and my <laughs> sister did what not the fuck. Did not know what a tuna melt was. Who doesn't know what a tuna melt is? Thank you. Bread, tuna salad, cheese melt. I mean, right? What the fuck? No, no. I no. I also add to... sunflower seeds. You will not be sad. Oh, I like that. I've gone to lunch with both of these women, the same place, and I was like, the tuna melt's really good. They're like, I've never had a tuna melt. I'm like, I'm sorry, what? Tuna melt's really good. So, mwah, I love you. There's a reason I love you so much. Anyhow, well, you know, we are friends. Thank Christ. Yeah. Um. Anywho, so yeah, would you like to go first, my darling? Yes. So my top bun is Alexis Hall's writing. Um, <laughs> this is gorgeous. Like, I'm going to, I have some issues with the book. I'm not going to lie. Sure. I have some issues just because of, again, the suspension of disbelief. Mm-hmm. Just because I'm such a weirdo with history and all that kind of stuff. But this book is so fucking gorgeous. Like, it he's such a beautiful writer. Um, I just want to yeah. read some... T- I want to read quotes. It's what I want to do for my whole thing oh, of, like, the same. prose. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, um, uh, <laughs> um, there is more between us than the rudiments of worldly expectation. My soul calls to yours and yours to mine, and that will never change. I, I'm, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna keep reading. Um, mm-hmm. Um, oh, talking about 
postmodern Prometheus. What does this feel, asked, retrieving the fallen book. Gracewood looked slightly abashed. Something Miranda wanted. I, I had thought I had better read it to ensure it was suitable. And is it? The title page, play, the title page proclaimed the work, the third volume of Frankenstein or the postmodern Prometheus. So I love this. And I love this edition because Mary Shelley, in fact, was trying to get, an, in particular, a couple a same-sex couple out of england at a certain point it was forging documents to get them out of england oh, and Shelley. yeah right and so it was a, i mean like frankenstein has always been known as this um kind of like it was a gay anthem but like right. this mm-hmm. like it's the otherness it's the like what like you're not the same you're different as everyone else and so she wrote this for she had i mean she herself had a history's kind of like Meh, but they probably think she has a lesbian relationship we think that mary shelley possibly was bisexual so um the fact that she herself like had these relationships and she wrote this novel that was like, yeah, guess what? We all, we all aren't the same. They ain't going to work is beautiful. And that, that he adds this here, I think it's just, it's yeah, just I really chef's liked kiss. That, yes. I liked that, that he incorporated Frankenstein. I he did. Says it's Prometheus. It's like it's right. postmodern. It's it's Prometheus. It's 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 like it, it's the epitome of what we all should be, but mm-hmm. it's not. I mean, we're not. We're not. Right. We, we're the the Prometheus of what we should like the um like the epitome of what of godliness is or right. manliness is. Oh, right. I love it. Right, I mean, and that's such a major theme of the book anyway that I oh, thought it was like really exactly. perfect. Exactly. Um, um, here's. Can I read another one? Yeah, absolutely. Um, this is like one of my absolute fucking favorite parts of the entire book. <sighs> um, he is essentially, he's like, I mean, I guess this isn't really giving anything away. He's proposing to her. Mm-hmm. Um, and he says, I know madness and this is not it. A word from you, a glance, and I would lay all I have, all I am, or at the very least, what's left of me at your feet. And someday, when you're ready to hear me, to trust me, I shall. And then you can have me, or not, as it pleases you. I could never marry you, Gracewood. The world, forgive my language, but his eyes were as steady on hers as the clasp on her wrist, his mouth suddenly full of smiles. Fuck the world. I would. Cha- I will change it for you if I have to. Can I read you another one? Can I read you like you it can. might be something that you actually use for possibly your pro, but I would say he shaped the words to close her mouth as if each of them was its own kiss, a private prayer. I love you as a man loves a woman, but we know that love is not bound by such narrow terms. So instead, let me simply tell you that I love you. I love you with the unfading flame of my friendship, with every drop of ardor in my blood. I love you with my soul, and some reserve their faith for absent gods. I love you as I believe in what is right and hope for what is good. I, oh my God, I'm going to start crying. I know, I love you with everything I am and ever was, and I will I, and if you will only let me, I, every day that, that comes in every self that I could ever be. 
the other one I want to read. Oh my god, there's just so many I want to read. I want to read everything. I know. I would read um, like half this book to you aloud if I could. <laughs> I know. I know. For God's sakes, the one that made me laugh was, or not one made me laugh. It was like, so no, I just was like, yes, perfect. Um, uh, that did not seem to convince Miranda. I can only speak for myself, but I do not in general break things when I fu- when I'm fine. She does not like Amberglass. Put in Lady Lillamere, and she's worried telling you will make you like him more. Miranda lift. Marilla tilted her head in visible confusion. Why would she believe I I think well of someone on that basis? Novels. So, somehow Lady Marley yep. contrived to make the words, words sound deeply ominous. They teach us to make heroes from the villains. I'm like, yep. Enemies to lovers. Um, Enemies to lovers, exactly. There's exactly. one line that I loved so much. Um, if he had... If only he had trusted her and listened to his heart instead of his hurt. I loved that line. Um, oh, and oh, at one God. point, um, she says, what? She asks, her voice a scratch of nothing in the house that was no longer hers. What right do you have to expect anything from me? His eyes clear now. All their blues released, sought hers as clumsily, as desperately as an outstretched hand. None. After how I treated you, the things I said to you, I know I have none. But Viola, oh God, Viola, I cannot bear to lose you again. So I've got what I'll make you laugh. So this is at the at one of the balls, and it's between Badger and Louisa, Louise, whatever, whatever. Louise. Louise. I want to call her Louisa. Louise. I want to call her Louise. I mean, you're an A and R E. Come on. Um, <laughs> Lady Marley looked a, a little startled. At a, oh, wait, hold on. I gotta go a little faster. Lou Bear, because they call her Lou Bear. Badger was determinedly pushing his way through the crowds to join them. I saw you taken against your fan, so I brought, brought you another. Um, I handed her a new one with proud flourish, and I was wondering if you could tempt, if I could tempt you into something, into something a little seemly. Lady Marley looked a little startled. At a ball? Not that unseemly. <laughs> you clarified quickly. I was wondering if you'd like to dance with me. Oh, Badger! Louise paused to control her laughter. What are you talking about? Nobody dances with their spouse. Yet, but nobody else is married to you. Well, no, because that would be bigamy, which is a crime. Also, why would I want to be married to more than one person? I'm quite happy as we are. He gazed at her with none of his usual vagueness. Just those absurd blue-purple eyes. And the smile, he smiled only for his wife. Then dance with me, Lou Bear. I refuse to spend another moment in the company of people I like less than you. There's Every another... character, like you like all of the characters, yeah. like except they the just... ones you're not supposed to like. Exactly. Um, there's another one that I really like. Um, they're talking to someone who is like a, I mean, villainous. My recommendation is that you give serious consideration to heading down to the Thames and drowning your head in a bucket of eels. Nice. Is this, um, I'm going to put it in the, te- in the chat. I, I, I think I remember what this person was, but I want to say, is it, uh, this person? Uh-huh. Okay. That's a, um, fucking, she, she can burn in hell. Yeah. yeah, she can. Um, she gave him this, the lightest of pushes. Where is your logic now? At your feet, clearly, as I am. 
Oh, there's also a moment where <laughs> Miranda <sighs> is trying. So Miranda is uh, Gracewood's sister. And that's a whole thing that that we don't need to get into. But, like, Gracewood is suffering, as we discussed, from severe PTSD and has essentially been neglecting his sister. Not on purpose. It's just that, like, she's 17 now. Since she was, you know, about 15, he has been really struggling. Yeah. Um, so it's, like, a pretty um, pivotal point in her life. Yeah. Um, and he is is really struggling. Oh, and their parents are dead. So, like, right. there's, mean, there's no nobody. one else. There's, there's no nobody. one else to help her. I mean, um, on either side, there's nobody. Her mom died, nobody. like, in childbirth. And yeah. um, thankfully, their dad is dead because their yeah, dad was a, a terrible douche person. douchebag. Yeah. Um, so, at any rate, her dance card is, like, full, right? Because she's fucking gorgeous. Because she's 17. 17. And beautiful. And um, also funny 17. as Also funny as hell. Like... She's funny. Um, she's the there. one. We're going to get she, there. Okay. Um, at some point, she's trying to like read her dance card to see like mm-hmm. who's next. And she says. Oh, my God. Are you doing the one? Oh, my God. Okay, go on. Go on. Do you want me to wait? No, no. Go for it. Okay. No, she no, says. No, wait, 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 wait. You do it. Let's do it on mine. And you do it. Okay. We'll wait. Um, okay. At any rate, this, this book, it's so beautiful. Um, and also, we're just blending into my um, my top bun at this point, which is Gracewood. Because Alexis Hall can write a hero that yep. is like, holy fucking shit, is this person complicated as hell? And I love this person. I love this person so much. Like Because I think they're so relatable. Right. Because I think I wrote to you and I said, there's so many facets here. Like, mm-hmm. we're dealing with a person who has to make sense of he has to divorce his former friend yep. from his current love interest mm-hmm. also look back and say did i love my former friend right i think i did yeah. and then like i know i love this this person now mm-hmm. i mean that is that's a lot to go through i mean like not that viola like, like not discounting what viola is going through but like you're you're putting a lot on somebody who has their trajectory in life set. Yeah. And and really Viola has had a couple years to get used to this mindset. Right. Whereas Gracewood has had right. like no time. Right. Because we also didn't say that, but she's like she hasn't seen him in two years. He thinks yep. she's dead. Mm-hmm. And she's like she she doesn't she doesn't she it's it's i mean i'm gonna spoil a little bit it's halfway through the book before you find out like before she like spoils that she's like i mean he figures it out he recognizes her oh my god that's what that's what it comes down to is that That he's just scene is just oh that scene is heartbreaking that scene is so painful i mean to it is so fucking painful and it's painful on both sides and and the thing is neither of them are wrong you know, no. like he is blindsided and, he, and but he's respectful. That's what I like about it. It's like yes. he's so fucking respectful the whole time. Like he could just be like you could think of the whole, most horrible things that he yep. could say to her at this time. And he doesn't. He's just like, yep. The thing is, he says he's like, it's kind of like you're like, right. So, Viola, do you have an answer for this? Right. Yeah. And. He he never stops calling her Viola. He never stops referring love. to her as a she. Mm-hmm. But he, 
at, at, um, at one point he ends up looking at her and she knows immediately that he has recognized her by like a specific physical feature of hers. And then it all really like falls into shambles quickly. And he is like elated that his friend is alive. Right. But is so angry that he has been made to believe that his friend is dead for the last two and a half years when that is not the case. And he's mad at her for not telling him either prior to Waterloo or after just coming back and being like, hey, I'm not dead. But Which it, it hurt me because I was thinking like, oh, my God, but if you had gone to him. Of course. And the thing is, like, that's I think in, in my opinion, that's very intentional on Alexis Hall's part that right. like we'll never know the answer to that. And right. neither of them will ever know the answer to that. However, I completely understand that she would not have felt comfortable doing that. No, I mean, especially she, in she that time. She made a huge like sacrifice or like a huge bet. By going to um, um, Barney and... By going and, back to yeah. Badger and Louise. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, she was just fortunate that she rolled up on that doorstep and they were like, yeah, we of course we love you. We're so grateful that you're alive. Yeah. You know? I mean, that could have not gone that way very right. easily. It could not go that way in 2022. <laughs> right. So, like, that's, you know, it's kind of a big deal. Um, There's but a reason why Boyd said cry is still like, Meh. okay. The thing is also is that, and she says this multiple times, like she didn't realize how poorly he was faring. She assumed that he right. would have come home from the war. Well, she hadn't heard anything. She hadn't heard anything. She feared he would come home from the war, that he would be fine. He would move on with his life, get married, have kids, carry on his line, do all that shit. And then what happens is that Louise um, because they're family friends the Marleys and the Grace Woods are family friends um, Louise has known Miranda for many years and so Miranda writes to Louise and Louise cannot mind her own business for anything she cannot she cannot and and believe she's always right so she is like we need to go get Miranda because she's 17 and it's time for her to have a season it's time for her to meet a husband yeah, and get married mm-hmm. and move out of the house. And they gather from the letter that Gracewood is not well. Right. Because she says something like, I'm, I sleep all the day. He kind of, he's, it, the talk of laudanum comes up. Yeah. Um, so they end up going, Louise basically is like. Just come with me and we're going to figure it out. Yeah. She's like, just come with me. We'll figure it out. We'll see what's going on. But she does, she's not forthcoming entirely with no, Viola. No. She basically says, like, we need to go get Mira. But really what we she's doing yeah. is trying to convince, like, underhandedly convince um, Viola to to fix Gracewood. Or, like, pull him out of whatever he's experiencing. She's the only one who can't. Right. Um, and for her part... Viola is a thousand percent against this from the start because she doesn't, A, she wants to be protective of herself, which she should be, but also she doesn't want to get there and cause additional pain for Gracewood. Right, because like he has, he's trying to, it's like one of those like, he's trying to move on. He's trying to like make amends or like try, trying to like bury his friend mentally and emotionally and say like, I'm, I'm cutting ties with my friend. 
Yep. Who has been my best friend since almost pretty much birth. Yeah, and he feels a lot of guilt. Like, he believes that it's his fault that Marley is dead. Right. That he has, he convinced Marley to enter into service that he can that he's the reason Marley was at Waterloo at all that he's the reason Marley was going out into the front oh, yeah. lines as opposed to yeah. staying behind like like Gracewood had i mean he blames himself for every single moment that Marley may have suffered during well, and the we war we also hear the l word a lot before even the whole revelation revelation comes up to be that we he hear, loved Marley yes yeah. we hear that a number of times where like I loved him. Yeah, of course. I mean, which is, you know, abnormal for that time. But they were so close. This, the fact that they were so close is mentioned multiple times. Right. So I keep, I I keep diverting from your, your pro. No, but Gracewood is my fucking pro. I mean, the thing is like, let me see where I left off with my quotes here. Um, the thing about Gracewood is, um, He's so fucking forgiving and so accepting and so... He really is. And I I don't want to, like, bleed too far into my bottom bun, but, like, Gracewood recognizes my friend is alive. I don't care what my friend looks like currently. No. Or what my friend is calling themselves. No. I am so fucking grateful that this other soul that I have connected to is alive. I think it's so important that he is so attracted to Viola beforehand. Mm-hmm. Like he says, like, yeah, I she's think so too. Beautiful. Like there's a there's he a scene where we are not before he, he realizes. Yeah, who we she will is. not get into the one scene, but it is fucking like, whew, like gorgeous. Like it's the steamiest Alexis Hall scene I've read on the beach. Oh no! Sorry, no, I was that's not what I meant. I meant on the beach. Is the beach where that is really he's like, intense. Yeah, like yeah. he's like, it's it's like it's the precipice. It's where it's gonna it's gonna. Yep. He's like he realizes at the same time, right after he's already just spilled his fucking guts, and he's in like you. You're leading up to he you. And what I love about this book too is it's dual perspective, so you can yeah. just see his fucking thing. Yep. And like, like he just is. He's there. He's he's there before she, you know, before she is. And I love... At least before she's willing to express it. Agree. I mean, yeah. I'm laughing because, because, and suddenly she ca- she felt capable of courage again. I love you. I love when you're arrogant. And I love when you're kind. And I love you when you're both at the same time. Yeah. Like, he's just... Oh, yep. he's like... Also, he's missing a leg. So that's the other thing, too. Well, he's not missing a leg. His leg is, like, severely damaged. No, he's missing a... No, he's missing a leg. They amputated part of his leg. No, it's not. They cut away part of it. It's not gone. He's missing a leg. No, he's not. He is. No, he's not. He says, like, watch my leg. No. The whole thing with the whole, like, Jalen stuff... That's what that is. He's got. A, he's got a. He's got a fake leg. What? I'm pretty sure. Really? I don't know. I didn't get that. I thought that he like had, like at one, at one point, point they s- he just okay. at one point she says something about like the carved muscle away. I I see. Now I've read it as like they actually amputated his leg. 
Oh, this is fascinating. All right, keep going. I'm a little okay, looked. Here, you look that up. Here's another um, another quote. He says, Viola, we know each other. His shoulder was a ghost of warmth, not quite touching her own. We have always known one another. When I was lost, you brought me back to myself. No one could have done that but you. There is more between us than the rudiments of worldly expectation. My soul calls to yours and yours to mine. That will never change. Did you already read that? I forget. Um, even when she is like really uh, resisting the connection that they feel. Um, she says, oh, stop. She cried, shocking herself, but relieved in some way that she was not in tears. This is worse. Gracewood tensed beside her. I'm sorry. What can I do? What do you need from me? I need... She was on her feet now. You just stop pretending this is simple. With all your talk of hearts and souls, you don't know how it feels for me to live in a body that has never felt like my own. You've never... You've not seen the days when I can barely stand myself. You think we can go back, that I can be your perfect, wonderful friend again, and that it will be exactly as it was. But why are you laughing at me? Because you have it so wrong, Viola. He was no longer laughing, but his mouth was still soft. Soft as it had only ever been for her with this wealth of undared smiles. Marley was a pain in the arse. I loved him dearly, but he was moody, <laughs> reckless, impatient, yes. short-tempered, notoriously sharp-tongued, merciless to those he thought foolish, and unforgiving of any who crossed him. Viola <laughs> swallowed. That does sound and i actually don't know what the word is because of the stupid way that the screen captured um uh that does sound oh shit where'd you go as she says something to the effect of like that does sound right like that tracks like that's essentially what that she's tracks. saying um but gracewood is so like that does sound like him it does sound no, it doesn't like me um, she had no idea how to finish this sentence. I don't want to go back. Gracewood reached for his cane and struggled upright. I want to go forward, and I'm not looking for perfect, only for you. <laughs> I can't find it. it there's nothing. I foot leg, and there's like nothing. So it could be amputated leg. It could not be. Who knows? I thought there was. Hang on. Because um, I just took like screenshots. I thought there was a moment where, like, she describes his leg, and I thought that I read, like, that there were carved out parts to avoid amputation. Like, that that was the impression that I got. See, and I got, I got it just because, like, he was talking about how, like, he was trying to find her, and yeah. um, he was dragging his leg, and there he's like they were trying to get me to amputate my leg. Right. And I but thought I don't like think at some point, I thought he did, but maybe I'm, I, I mean, why would he have, but I don't know. Who knows? Why would he have oil? Who knows? Who knows? I mean, just because you like I it. I assumed I mean, it was like, um, I guess I, I equated it to something with like a numbing agent, like maybe um, like biofreeze or like something. I don't think so. That would have like pain relieving qualities for his leg. I don't know. I, I don't know. I, 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 I'm not missing a limb, so I don't know. True. Um, how did you even search in Neck Alley? Um, I don't know how to do that. 
I'm on I'm on Kindle, so God damn it. Okay. Um Cause we're on my account because I'm media. You're media. Um I mean I would read the whole fucking book to you. I could. Yeah, obviously. Um so anyway as per usual. Yes. Alexis Hall writes a really amazing hero. And um Gracewood is no exception. Gracewood is absolutely 100% willing to give up anything and everything to be yeah. with Viola as I mean, Viola just, is. The, the, the epilogue and the whole like oh ending head. is just like Okay, yeah, hold please. Perfect. I will get to that. Let me just Wait, Are go we going to we don't want to we don't want to spoil. Oh, okay. We don't want to spoil. Don't spoil. Fine. Because there's so much going into this. Like She has angst because she's like, I can't give him children. Yeah. I can't legally be married to him. Mm-hmm. So we should probably let it go. Yeah. Let it be. Let it be. Let it be. Uh. Let it be. Let's put her on some wisdom. Let it be. Oh, God. Um. Yeah. So anyway. Fine. Should we talk I about will... our cons? I guess. I mean, both of our cons are the same. I think they're similar, yeah. So, my con is, um, this book is fucking a, a month, guys. This book's It is long. 480-ish pages. And it's long. Pac- it's it's pa- borderlines a pot of length. Yeah, it's in the pacing's rough. The pacing's a little rough. Yeah, um, the beginning is real slow, and the end is real fast. Yeah, it's like, all of a sudden, halfway through... Uh, Alexis is like, oh shit, I gotta finish the book. <laughs> like, it's like, okay, well, um, that first part where no one was doing fucking shit, let's, let's figure it out. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, it's very, it's, it's not evenly paced. Yeah, it definitely had some issues in that regard. Um, I mean, I, I, again, I will reiterate the issue of, and it's just, it's your own thing if you're hist- in. Again, if you are a historical romance lover, you're just going to have to suspend your disbelief because, again, it was illegal to be gay in England until 1967. Yeah. I mean, there's a significant element of that. That was one of the things that was most intriguing to me about that, about this book was like, okay, you have a trans woman pre-hormone times, right? Like the other part. This person is not taking hormones. Right. Um... How are they hiding? Um, exactly. I mean, th- thought it was like, how are they like they're making dresses for her because somebody's got like, are you gonna are you gonna trust somebody like a, right. like a modiste to come right. in here who knows that she is trans? I don't know. Is she wearing a chemise the entire time? Is there any way to cover it up? I don't know. She's wearing a chemise, but she's right. like, she's saying like, it's all down to the corset. I'm like, mm-hmm. well, agreed. But at the same time is like, um, you have to have, you have to people on staff who are okay with, right? like, they're going to know I me. Mean, like, cause I thought I'm like, he's a Duke. She's a Duchess. There's going to be people who literally mm-hmm. bathe these two people like there's not like she's not taking a bath people bathe them okay so in that regard i know you don't love the ladies companion thing but in that regard oh, maybe that's the other thing yeah that's maybe it's part. best that she's a ladies companion because she wouldn't have like servants the way that like a cousin no, no, might no. they get they get married 
she's a duchess. Well, I know that, but like before. Agreed. We, that's the other. That's the other issue I have with this, guys. Is that I I hate the trope of the companion or the right. governess or the blah 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 blah. Yeah. Like, it just wouldn't. It would never happen. It, unfortunately, I love it. I love the thought of it. I love the thought of it, but it would never happen. It just w- it wouldn't because they just they wouldn't marry someone that far down in in because their companions are. Our, our servant level, our, our staff level. Right. So, I mean, all you got to do is make make her a, co- a cousin. That's all you got to do. I know, but if you make her a cousin, then does she, is she getting bathed by servants? No, no, but you can, well, yes, but you can still say the same thing as a companion. Like, yes, you can say like, she's, you know, she can do it herself. She's fine with herself. She's 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 you know um, uh, she's abashed. accustomed to doing it on her own or whatever. Exactly, exactly. Like um, so, I read a. I don't a, want anyone to bathe me. First of all, no. Oh God, no. So I there was another um, novel I read. Um, it's a part of a trilogy. I actually wrote a review on it. So if you want to go read a review on it, Ray's reviews um, are so good. Dukes do better. Um, that's the third th- in the series. But the second one deals with, at some point, it's a woman living like a man. And she is, like, everyone thinks she's a dude. And at some point, she marries someone. And they're living a married life. I mean, the her wife knows that she's not a man, obviously. Right. But, like, it's to the point where you're like, in this is aspect where she's like, I can handle it myself. I'm good. I can take a bath. I'm cool. Yeah. Um, part of it, I think, is 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 the, is historically the time and how easy it is is the ease uh, the 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 ease of um, of men and women at that time too. Like, yeah, it was easier for women if they were going to be men as opposed to the other way around. Yeah, it was easier to hide in a way, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Because, I mean, like, you're not hiding, like, this, like, Viola's hiding her Adam's apple. I mean, yeah. that's a huge thing. Mm-hmm. I and mean, her yeah. hands. Yeah. Yeah, I the mean, fact that she's very self-conscious about her hands, um, like, not being, you, you know, really like, feminine on. enough, you know? Yeah. She, it's one of the reasons she, like, almost never takes her gloves off. I mean, it's the biggest, you know, like... It, talk about like having hands like a man like that's Mm -hmm. what it is i mean like yeah so yeah like any part of her she's very um she's very conscious of any part of her that can be perceived as masculine and i just wonder like they don't talk i mean they don't talk about her changed voice because it's like yeah but her voice would be masculine she'd have to be intentionally pitching her voice because now we have hormones that bring right. your your voice level down. Mm-hmm. So. Right. None of again, that would have been happening at this point. We're talking about suspension of disbelief, so. Yeah. I mean, but again, like, okay, so basically this is just leading into my bottom pun. So can okay. I just roll? Go roll it. All right. Roll it, roll it, roll it. With my homies, again. Um, so my bottom bun is this book is set in like you know 1817 ish no. england however 
in so many respects, it could have been 2020 USA. We are talking about like so many similar issues about like acceptance of trans people, about like how do you facilitate a relationship with someone who um, even today in 2022, like you can be trans and not go through surgery, right? Like it just every person who is on this journey can can transition their physical body in any way that they wish to. Some people only take hormones. Some people choose top surgery only. Some people choose bottom surgery in addition to. It's all A. By the way, none of those are appropriate questions to ask any fucking person. Never oh, Jesus, ask anyone no, about that. No. No, I don't it's none of my business. No, it's none of my business at all. And I'm not asking those questions, but I know that apparently people feel entitled to asking oh, those questions based on TikTok like, from what I Well, see also this is the same people who actually, you know, talk to people like pregnant women but like they're babies and weddings and I'm like, no. Nope, just stop nope. it. Just stop it. It's none of your fucking business. None but like but none yeah. But every person in 2022 is making, every trans person is making those those decisions for themselves. Right. In the 1800s, that wasn't a thing. We didn't have hormones that they were going to be taking. Right. Um, right. They didn't, surgery in that regard was certainly not a thing. I mean, I mean well, it really was the Dana scroll, right? That was like the first. Yeah. I mean, she, one of them, right? Like she was one of the first, or the was first she, no, she was the first person who actually had surgery. It was right? the first successful. Yeah. Possibly. So, and that was far after the 1800s. Was that early 1900s? 1920s. Yeah. yeah 1920s, yeah. So, um, however, in like, let me actually pull up our review. Because the, the review that we discussed for, um, that uh, we actually, did you post it? I forget. Uh, Net Galley. I'm on top of everything. Yeah. So, um, the Net Galley review that, that we wrote, I talked about this in here that, what? I got it. Do you need it? I found it. Um, One would hope in 2022 that we would see a trans woman and just like leave that woman alone. Like she is a human being who is just living her life. Well, like the Jeopardy lady. Jeopardy lady. Oh, there's been a champion on Jeopardy who's a trans woman. (gasps) Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. You keep talking. I'll find her. Yeah. I mean, she's like, fucking amazing cat like my mom's like i love her yeah oh my god it's amazing like we would hope in 22 that like most people would be like okay whatever like live your truth do your thing like be happy right she love i in the um review i talk about like the the things that make her like quote feminine but the qualities that she possesses that are quote masculine like viola is every woman i've ever met she has qualities that are quote masculine and quote feminine. We always have to remember that like this, that we're speaking in a binary in that there are tons of qualities that are not masculine nor feminine, but we attribute them that way because of like what society tells us they should be. Like when people are like, oh, you bought your daughter like clothes from the boys section. And I'm like, yeah, cause the shorts are longer. That's literally um, why. And also, most of my fi- clothes are from men's because I'm. Shut the fuck up. Like, who cares? Yeah. Like, yeah, I absolutely have purchased my daughter clothes from the boys' department. And I will not stop doing that. I don't fucking I'm, care. I fucking love when little boys are like, I want to, I want to, if 
fucking princess skirt. I'm like, yes. Do that. Yes. Wear please, a fucking do princess skirt. At one point, like, we've had a lot of discussions in our house about, like, um, you know, at some point, I think she said something about, like, how, um, oh, that person has boy hair. And I was like, well, no, I mean, boys and girls can have whatever hair they want. Like, boys can have long hair and girls can have short hair. It doesn't matter. You know, like, that's not an indicator of, no. of someone's gender. It's just, that is what it is. And I know that that's something she heard at school. You know, like right. some kid being right. like, oh, that person has short hair, so that person's a boy. You know, and all of that is bullshit. But again, that goes back to like, hate is taught. All of this like gender binary bullshit is taught. Um, and something that I read, I don't remember if I was still pregnant or if she was really little, but I remember, um, talking to Lee about in particular, this Buzzfeed article that I had read that was about, and I, I don't remember the gender of this person. And so I'm going to, I'm going to use they, them, because I Mm -hmm. just don't remember and I want to be respectful. Um, but this person was like in public dressed in whatever the fuck they wanted to be dressed in i think it was like a dress and makeup but did not have like a quote traditionally feminine build and so some kid like pointed at them and was like mommy that man is wearing a dress and his point i'm sorry their point of the article was not don't tell your kids to make comments about that shit their point was that mom shut that kid down and said, it's not nice to stare, as opposed to saying, and isn't that dress pretty? Doesn't that lipstick look good on that person? You know, it wasn't like they were saying, it's not that like they're making comments about me. It's that that child clearly had questions and you didn't even agree to answer them. You just shut that kid down immediately and said, don't stare at that person. And that has, it was an, a perspective that I'd never considered. Because Agreed. But I, I still, I, I, I'm going to argue a little bit about that one. Just because, like, not on a bad thing. It's just like, maybe they're not comfortable to uh, to answer those questions at, at that time. Like, does that make maybe, that person but, a bad person? No, I'm not saying that. But, like, I took it as, like, an educational moment. Where and he no, wasn't like it's good. I'm sorry, like, they I, like, weren't saying like you know what that person was trying to convey was like don't like, just at that shut moment, your kid I'm like, down. I might be just fucking buying it like a goddamn they burrito, were pool. and I don't want to have a fucking conversation about like this. But like at the same time, like we'll talk about it later. But just please don't stare at that person. Let's just do this. Like I, and I get that. And and really, like that mom's response was exactly my first instinct. But I'm glad that I read that because then in my mind, like what I have kept in mind ever since then is that if we are in a situation, of course, with COVID, we're rarely in a situation where we see humans. But like if we're in a situation where my kid is like, oh, that man looks like blah, blah, or like that woman looks like blah, blah. I just I turn that into a positive moment where I say something like, like, isn't that dress beautiful? I love the color of that dress. It oh, really compliments yeah, the color. Agreed. You know what I mean? Like just to no, turn no. it into like a positive thing of like that person is wearing clothing that they feel comfortable in that they no, love. hundred percent. But I don't think we should call that person the other person out that like like. Oh no, and I don't think that the author was trying to do that. They were just it saying feels like, a like bit. well, a little bit. But I feel like the point of it was to be like, I get the instinct, but can you not? 
you know, like no, and I hundred percent turn like, it agree. around into something else, agreed. which I appreciated like, as a young forward, parent. Yes, agreed. Going yes. forward, yes. Like at the same time, like I like it, it. That feeling, like I will always feel about like every every interaction I've ever felt. Like I'd be like, did I say this thing right? Oh my god! Like, like you know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah. No, like, I mean, and and actually, that person said, you know, maybe that kid wanted to ask me questions about why I'm dressed the way I am and maybe I would have been fine in answering those questions now I would never at any point be like yeah just go ask that person why they're wearing a fucking dress like I'd no however what they suggested was saying to the person my child has questions about your dress can they ask you questions about your dress is that okay That's and also if not like you know, I don't think I would feel comfortable doing no, that. No, because you're so forcing that person to be like, can you talk to my kid? I and know. If that- yeah. And yeah. I don't think I would do that. So no. what I do with my kid and something that I think is really important, because as a child, I absolutely remember specific adults in my life making a lot of comments about like what women specifically looked like. That woman is fat. That woman has big thighs. That woman has gained a lot of weight. That woman should really put on real pants instead of sweatpants. You should never leave the house in sweatpants. That's not real clothing. Like things like that that were clearly judgmental about specific people. And so in my household, that is not a fucking thing we discuss. We do not discuss how people look. We do not discuss how big they are, how small they are ever at any point in this house. Because I don't want my child to judge another person based on how they look. Right, right. So, like, when um, at one point our neighbors were helping us, like, move this uh, couple neighbors down, like, gifted us this, like, rainbow play yard, which I never would have purchased for my child because they're stupid expensive. But it was, like, third hand-me-down. We moved it across two yards. So my CrossFit neighbors helped us like move it across two yards. They yeeted to get it. it across two yards. We yeeted it across two yards, and it was super fun like watching it happen. But because the, they had to like disassemble part of it, but then they had to like move the big giant piece on its own. And so as they were like carrying things from like one yard across another into our yard, what I said to my daughter was, "Look at there was it's a married couple next door, like a hetero married couple next door to us." And so I would say like, "Look how strong she is to be able to carry that. Look how strong she is to be able to do the things that she's doing. That's really cool, isn't it? You know, mm-hmm. I didn't make a single comment about like how skinny she was or like what she was wearing. I was just like, "She's strong. That's really cool, isn't it? Mm-hmm. It's awesome that she can do that with her body." And I think that that's really important. I'm getting off topic. But, like, I think it's important in this conversation in 2022 just as much as it would as it would have been important in the 1800s. And the issues that we face, not dissimilar. Oh, no. 100%. You know, like, I, yeah. and I mentioned in the well, – let me find it. There's a section that I wrote, like, um, about all of the fucking things that we have dealt with that are very similar – um oh ptsd drug addiction alcohol abuse the lgbtq community not being accepted white men abusing their power and women being treated as objects without brains or opinions all of those things are motifs in this book oh 100%, that we deal yeah. with on a fucking constant basis in this yep. country 
And I'm not going to speak for the world. I'm just saying in this country because that's where we live and that's our basis of knowledge. So, like, that's commonplace here. All of those things. Oh, yeah. Yeah. As much as this book could have been set in 2022, it was just set in the 1800s. I think there is so much transferable and therefore so much relatable about this book um, that I think that even if you're not super into historical romance, there's plenty for you to relate to. Yeah. And I think that the trans representation is just so beautiful. I think so. I think think from, from Jump Street, like, it's just there's not a question there's not like I, I we walked into it and I was like oh okay so this is this and like I think the the trigger warning was good and you could set it up and you're like okay this is what I'm gonna go into and then mm-hmm. and then Alexis is just like and this is this this is how mm-hmm. it is and I'm like okay cool and like you just accept and you move on yep and you're like this is a this is a woman and uh, she's had some like some serious issues and we move on. Yep. And this is just who she is. Yep. The end. Yep. Um, darling, what is your bottom bun? Miranda, for fuck's sake. <sighs> She's amazing. I've been wanting to talk about this bitch for a while. So, fucking <laughs> Justin's sister, Miranda, is amazing. I don't want to say it. Like, she's quirky as fuck. Like, she's just. Yeah, she really I mean, is. We could just. All we're going to do is read quotes about Miranda and or um, her own quotes. My um, favorite quotes of Miranda, though, I feel like are a big giveaway. So I don't I don't know that uh, I want mine to read them. I'm good. Okay, good. All right. Okay. Okay. So first is um, the newcomer's case traveled dreamily over the breakfasters. Oh, Justin, you're out of your out of bed. And Auntie Lou, how lovely to see you. This is um, this is Miranda. Mira, darling, <laughs> Lady Marley said, offering her cheek for a kiss. What in God's name are you wearing? Her reese is not mm-hmm. really apparent to Viola. Lady Miranda was dressed in a gown from the last century, a vast skirted creation, all ruffles and bows, with a waterfall of lace at the sleeves and a petticoat of lurid em- em- embroidered roses. This? I found it in the attic. I thought it was pretty. Mm-hmm. You look like a shepherdess in a pastoral. Mm-hmm. Lady Miranda thought for a moment, Thank you. No, no, it's not even a thank you. It's not a question. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Um, not a compliment. Return to Lady Merley. Now sit down. We're talking about your future. Um, yep. yep. I mean, I could just, there's just so many that she's just, it's, she's so, there's times where she's mutton headed and then there's time where she's like, mutton headed. She's like, she's on it. Like she knows what she's doing. Mm-hmm. Um, she's very intelligent. She's very intelligent, but she's like and very um, clever. <laughs> oh, and this is the whole thing with what is what does Miranda want? Um, mm-hmm. uh, oh, here we go. This is what I use for our um, our review of this. Yes, but I have some standards, Lady Lillimere's lip curled. I have no idea what could possibly produce a creature like Miranda. A grand and noble family? Asked Viola, earning a snort of laughter. More like six wild unicorns, a rose that blooms only at midnight, and three barrels of sky dust. Mm -hmm. My point is there's... uh, My point is, she's who she is, and I have absolutely no wish to ruin her. 
Mm. Yep. Um, <sighs> you had one, and I have one. Um, okay, here we go. Here, oh my god, this one. Miranda Gracewood said, "May I introduce you, Augustus Saint Clair, to you?" She considered this. I don't know. Can you? <laughs> I would very much like to. Gracewood's lips were switching. <laughs> St. Clair, this is my f- sister, Lady Miranda. Mr. St. Clair executed a very proper bow. It is my cl- pleasure, St. Mar- Lady Miranda. And may I, in turn, present my own sister, who I believe was not formally introduced at your uh, recent event. I'm Lydia, said the young woman at her side, a little flatly. Her brother seemed to be unaware that he was squeezing the bridge of his nose sparingly. Lydia, please, this is the Duke of Gracewood's sister, <laughs> Be civil. I am being civil. She turned large and imploring eyes on her brother. I just, these matters are complicated because you're friends with Miss Avon? asked Miss Miranda, a little hurt. There are rules, you see, and must must pick rules. And Rich, there's must love. pick sides. Is that what it says? Yes. Sides. Yes. Ridiculous. It, there's more to it, but I'm not going to. Oh, I know. It. But like, ridiculous. Yeah. I know you want to read some. Well, I don't because I don't want to give anything away. Because my favorite one. Miranda quotes happen like at the end. Um, you know. Um, I know there's another one. Me not. Miranda is very. Oh, oh, oh! Oh, yes, no, no! I you know. had the one. You yes. had one. I, okay. Yes, I told you to stop. Yes. So. Miranda, this is like the first. Is this the first real ball or is this the yes. card party? It's the first no, it's real, the ball. real ball. Yeah. Okay. So, of course, like if you're not into historical romances, ladies who are like, you know, introduced into society might have like a dance card, in which case yep. it literally is like a card that hangs from their wrist that like men would have written their names on. And so she is trying to figure out who she's supposed to dance with next. And um, she says, Lord, dear me, that could say anything. Lord Wankerbunk? <laughs> Winterbank, murmured Gracewood with a valiant attempt at solemnity. I definitely texted Veronica with that. Wankerbunk. Wankerbunk. Yeah. And Miranda actually, they, they is... just keep calling him that occasionally. Yep. 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 I mean, Marina's fucking Mira's amazing. I yeah, think Mira's she's amazing. great. She's a great character. Like she's just like through the whole book, she starts simple and dumb, and you love her, and you end with simple and dumb, and you love her. Yeah, I mean, I don't know that I would call her dumb, but like she's very quirky. She's just I don't say dumb. Like she's like I wouldn't say um, not vacuous but that's not the same it's the same thing as dumb but no is that no vacuous it's like there's not a lot upstairs like it's just not like it, it not dumb like you can still be like not like a lot upstairs but you can still be kind of smart but like like she's just there's a lot i don't know she she's clearly very thoughtful but you're right like she she might lack some synapses a little bit. I, I I think I think quirky is probably the best word. Yeah, to I think that's her. fair. I think that's that's very fair. Yeah. Yeah. All right. All right. 
Um, okay, so um, would our parent or would our mothers be embarrassed by this book? Oh, um, I don't think they would. Maybe the one scene would embarrass them, but I think overall, not so much. Agreed. Yeah. Agreed. Uh, would you recommend this book? Oh fuck yeah! I recommend anything that Alexis Hall writes. Yeah, even like a, a menu for the local whatever. Probably yeah. yeah. Like, because everything would be described beautifully. Yeah, it would. It would. Yeah. And I'd want to eat everything on the menu just because of the yeah. way that it was described. Agreed. That would be an undervalue of his of his talent, but still. Oh, right. He's like, I could be doing something else. Like, I could be writing the next great American novel, but that's cool. I will yeah. um, instead write this menu. For the local, uh, yeah, whatever. For the for the local restaurants on, on the yeah. block. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. Yeah. I'm sure that's a good use of his time. Um, Shall we take a very brief respite, come back and discuss ratings and uh, what we've been reading otherwise? How about we come back in 101? (laughs) I love you. I love you too. One and one. (laughs) And we're back. We're back, bitches! You love it? I love it. I, love I was it. like, let's try and keep it quick. It's getting late. And so therefore, we ended up with a very truncated countdown. Um, what? <laughs> what? Offended by your I'm, your I'm delicate sensibilities. That's cool. cool. Are offended. Cool. Um, okay. So here's a quick recap on how we do ratings on this show. Um, oh, are you just about it? I am just about it. <laughs> choke with that jizz in your mouth that and also <laughs> when we talk about like ghosts like the lady falling in, the, the um hero falling in love with a ghost during no trespassing <laughs> ghosted ghosted those are like my favorite moments from the show um oh my god oh my god, oh god. so a friend of mine a friend of mine met Giorgio from um ancient aliens I can't and handle said that. his hair his hair isn't crazy like that. She said his hair isn't crazy. I was like, "That's um, incredible." Here's some, here's some videos to show him. One was a, like we were talking about like ghosted and how mm-hmm. um, he was gonna fall in love yeah. with a ghost. Mm-hmm. But you know, just it. your next uh, I don't know sci-fi series, right? Yeah, right. So how we do ratings on this show is that we rate uh, spiciness on a level of eggplants and uh, hearts uh, is our romance level. So um, how romantical was it? How romantical was it? Did it burn the cockles of your cold, dead heart? Um, At least mine. My cold, dead heart. So uh, anywho, do you want to begin with eggplants, my love? Hit me in the face with some eggplants. Let's do hearts first. Oh, okay, we always fine. Do, do we? I don't remember. This is our show. We do whatever the fuck we want. <laughs> let's do hearts first. Okay. Do you want to go first? How many hearts do you give this book? Did it burn <laughs> the cockles it, of your heart? <laughs> it burned the cockles and the like little tiny parts oh, and in between. The, it yep. was. Mm-hmm. Yep. It was four. Yeah, um, I said four, four too. Because Grace Wood is like. The Grace most romantic. He is so yes. fucking amazing. He's like, yes, oh I will accept you for who you are because I am in love with your soul. I will stick it in. You can stick it in. Whatever. Yeah, whatever. Yes. Logistics. I I'm open it. to it. You know, like it's, it's it, it, fl- time is a flat circle. It is. 
and you know he encompasses it so uh yeah so anyway i also said four how do you feel yes. about eggplants hit me in the face with some eggplants um i'm gonna say four okay i said three but like only there's only like the one scene but like that is the most graphic that i think we'll ever get from alexis hall oh wait okay. eggplants yeah no 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 no. hold on three 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 okay. oh, i'm second i'm second okay yeah yeah, yeah. hearts see four um yeah so eggplants i said three it's like the this is pretty graphic for alexis hall Agreed, because I was like, I was told, I told, I told Brian, I was like, so this is like, you know, like Alexis Hall, like, yeah, this mm. is the first. I mean, we read Boyfriend Material. There's none. There's none. I mean, it's like fade to black. None of those. Yep. Like it's a beautiful description of it, but there's no Agreed. graphic actually, content. I would actually even. I might move it too. I might move. Oh it really? Too. Okay. The only reason I said three was, like, there, and I don't want to give anything away, but, like, there are some, there's description of physical movement and where things are going. Yep. Which, like, does not happen in Boyfriend Material, necessarily. There's, I think in Boyfriend Material, there was a no, description of think, physical body, nice like positioning. Like right, the middle. Yeah, yeah. I think you're right. I think you're right. And it's just like, I mean, they, like, sex is mentioned other times. Yeah, two would be fade to black. Yeah, yeah. I agree. But like, you know, it's, yeah. it's, it is pretty hot. And, and honestly, like, oh my beautiful. God. Like, it's the whole thing, beautiful. I'm inside of you is like, yes. ah! Yes. Yes. Yeah. Like it's yeah. quite beautiful. Yeah. Agreed. All right. So I guess that's that's ratings. We moved to right? stunt casting. Oh my god. Okay. Why don't so, you start? Who do you want to start with? Okay. So stunt casting is we um we pick some celebrities that mm-hmm. we think would be uh, fitting for the uh, leads in our book. Yep. I pick three. Okay. I did two. Okay. Um. Do you want? me to do the person you did not do yes go for it okay so i did miranda wait i picked three how many did you pick you said i just said three and i said said, me too you i thought you said two i did two oh no sorry i said me too okay as in hashtag (laughs) me too like i picked okay so let's do Let's do the. Let, it's you midnight, know what? you Let's, guys. God, Jesus Christ. Let's do viola first. <laughs> okay, sounds good. Okay, cool, cool. Um, I'll do I'll do viola first. Jesus H Christ. Okay, <laughs> so I'm I'm putting um, we what I do what we do is we um we we release it to each other like we're uh it's like a. We like to surprise each other. We don't tell each other who we cast prior no, to this like, moment. So I'm finding out with the rest of you. Yeah. Like it's... <laughs> like it's the, the red band version of a fucking like, movie trailer. Oh. Oh. So, okay. Okay. So, okay. Um. God damn it. Okay, this is the last one I want to pick. Okay, hold on. So this is the one that I was like, okay. Cool. So, for Viola, I was like, I want someone who's like, this is the first time I, I was like imagining a, a woman who's like fully um, ensconced in her 
sexuality and who she is like like uh, fully what's the word i'm thinking of um i'm sorry i don't um, know <laughs> is she is 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 her she is is like it's 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 She's like living her truth exactly is um madeline stowe from fucking she's beautiful um oh yeah from last mohicans i will find you <laughs> so um yeah i mean god damn it Last she's beautiful her hair's mm-hmm. big and just dark haired and curly and mm-hmm. ah, i love it yep i wish my hair would yep. do anything close to that yeah <sighs> that is my viola all right I will find you. I will find you. Which could be threatening or not. Um, All right. Listen, hear me out. Okay. And I want to preface this with, like, I identify, like, if I had to pick a celebrity that I was like, my body looks like hers or like my body has the potential to look like hers. This actress is. I think it. And I believe I have actually chosen her before and I don't care. Um, like, you know, people take multiple roles. All right. Um, don't give me any hate for this bullshit. I think she's beautiful. Oh, yeah. Okay. So. Yeah, but it's fine. I mean, here's the thing. So. I actually thought about it for a second. Did you? Okay. So I chose Florence Pugh. And the reason I love Florence Pugh so much is that, like, she has a medium build. Like, she's thin because Hollywood requires her to be. But, like, she's compact. She's, yes. And she ha- she's not, like, a stick figure like most of Hollywood is. She has muscle on her body. She has a medium build, which would mean, like, if you took, um, like, if you wrapped your hand, your fingers around your wrist, like, right. your thumb and your middle finger would like barely overlap or like just a little bit whereas like if you had a small build they would overlap a lot if you have a large build they wouldn't overlap necessarily right so like that's something that i had to learn about myself that like i was never gonna look like britney spears for example because like that's just not how my body is built um so when i look at florence Pugh, i'm like that is a woman who looks like how my body could look like that body to me is representative of me. And I don't think that I have like the most feminine body. I think, you know, you and I should just like, so we've used these people before. I think that's like, that's the issue. It's like, we, we are weirded out by it, that. We've used these people before, but I'm like, you know what we, we, we have, but it just works. Yeah. Like, I think like she's fucking gorgeous. But is not like your typical Hollywood starlet. Right. Um, right. Which I love about her. I mean, she doesn't, like, she looks like a person to me and not like, I don't know. Emma Watson right. is, like, ridiculously tiny. No, she's, you yeah. know, like. She's like a, like a fucking, like, yeah, Lilliputian. Yeah. Yeah, you know, like, so if you just, to me, Florence Pugh looks like a normal person, which made me think, like, this person would be more fitted for a role like this. Um, Agreed. So, like, it's Agreed. not a commentary on, like, what I think a trans woman should look like. Like, it's nothing to do with that. It's just that, like, she no. looks like a normal person to me. And yeah. is also just fucking gorgeous. Yeah. Agreed. 
Anywho, um, please, who do you want to do next? Do you want to do Miranda next or Gracewood next? Yeah, let's do Miranda. Okay, let's do it. Hold on. Hold on. Wait Wait a minute. minute. (laughs) I'm going to save one more, I guess. Okay. Oh my god, I'm so excited. I'm so excited. I don't understand. Like, okay, so hold on. So my Miranda, I'm super excited because I love her so much. Um Hold on. Oh my god. Yes. Yes. Okay. <laughs> okay. So, yep. Um, so my, I'm going to see if I have any more of those now. So my Miranda is fucking Juno Temple. Mm-hmm. Like, from Ted Lasso. Fucking Juno Temple. Mm-hmm. Yes. From Ted Lasso. Also, yes. she could still be like in her 20s, that woman. Well, she's so like on the cusp because she also was in, um, what was that horrible... Oh, with talking about Eric Bana. Eric Bana um, played um, oh, Meadowland. Dirty, 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 dirty. Dozen. No laundry. (laughs) Men. I don't know. I'm just saying (laughs) random words. Dirty. Oh, Dirty John. Dirty John. Dirty John. Yeah, she played um, uh, one of the daughters from Dirty John. Yeah. And, um, yeah, like, she was amazing in it. Like, she's in, 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 like, she's supposed to be, like, 20-something years old. Like, she's actually 32 or something, but she's adorable. She is, uh, she was born in 1989, so she is 34. Oh, nope, 32. I can do math. She's adorable. Like, I love her so much. She's beautiful. Like, she's perfect for fucking Miranda. Yeah, I can totally see that. You can see her be like, yeah. Cool. Like that quirky cool. kind of like, yeah, I get that. Well, I, I texted, I texted Rock. I was like, I had the perfect more fucking mm-hmm. morning. I'm so excited. Like, I love Juno Temple. Like, she's one of those ones where I was like, am I gay? Possibly. Possibly. I mean, you know, at the very least, bye at this point. I mean, you know. Yeah, at this point, yeah. yeah. So. Not even ashamed you? of it. Um, okay, so this person... I don't remember if you've watched this show or not. Uh, I'm pretty excited. There is a new season coming up. Um, I could have sworn I chose another photo as well, but I can't find it right now, so I must not have actually saved it properly. Regardless, I chose Maya Hawk, who is Ethan Hawk's daughter. Holy shit. God, she's gorgeous. I know. And she plays um, a character at Stranger Things. Wait, are, who is this? This is... Um... She is... She actually plays a lesbian character, or at least a bisexual character, but I think she's lesbian in um, the most recent season, season three of Stranger Things. She oh, works yes, in the yes, ice yes, cream yes, yes. shop. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Ahoy. Yes. Yes. Ahoy. Yes. So she yeah. is in there... Um, 
But she's legitimately good. Like, I mean, there's some degree of nepotism in Hollywood so, across all boundaries, but, like, okay. she's legitimately a good actress. She's Ethan Hawke's daughter. Um, totally gorgeous. Hint of red hair. This is Miranda, correct? Yep, Miranda. Okay, mm-hmm. cool. I love it. I love it. Isn't she gorgeous? Oh, my God, do I, I love it. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And she's, like, pretty quirky. Scoops. Scoops ahoy. Scoops, Scoops. ahoy. There it is. Yep, um, she's, like, pretty quirky in general. Um, yes. Yeah. Yeah, so I figured... Because there's the whole thing with her and what's-his-face, where she's, like, he, like, a, he, he kind of likes her, and she's, like, mm-hmm. I'm gay. Yeah. <laughs> He's yep. Like, They're, like, in the bathroom oh. together, and she's, yes. like... Um, I liked the same girl you did. You know? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yes. Which I don't like. I feel so bad for fucking what's his name. I don't remember. Uh, I forget I his name. I like, feel bad for me. He's like, I I can't win. Can't win. <laughs> I can't win every every season. I lose the girl. It's fine. I, I mean, he eventually gets the girl, doesn't it? I don't can know. Win this girl right there. Mm-hmm. Accurate. He's I mean, adorable. He yeah. is very adorable. I do love that hair. Um. Anywho, new episodes coming out soon. Very excited. Yep. The Sorry. fourth season is split into two parts. Did you see that? No. Yeah, it's split into two parts. Cool. Yeah. Very excited. Very excited. You know what comes, do you know what comes out this week? No. Obi-Wan. Oh, wow. Kenobi. Okay. Maybe Kenobi. I should watch Empire Strikes Back one day. Um... <laughs> it's on my list. I like how you look at me like, should I? I'm like, yeah, you should. <laughs> um, I was trying to look up that character's name. Steve. Steve Harrington. Yep. That's his name. Yep. Cool. And uh, what's her name? She plays Robin Buckley. Cool. Anywho, uh, Gracewood. That's who we have left. Oh, okay. Oh, God. Okay. Mm-hmm. Is it me first? Okay, mm-hmm. it's me first. So here's the first picture, which I think is fantastic. Oh, God. Here we go. Fantastic. Can't okay. wait. Cannot uh, wait. You will like. So there's that one. Oops. How do you feel about that picture? He needs a shower. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Oh, look at there's a shower. <gasps> okay, there it is. There it is. Okay. Um, interested. Okay. Mm-hmm. Are you still interested? Of course I am. Jesus God. And lastly, oh my God, this person, this first comment that shows up when I pull this up is, um, uh, sexual and the response to it is, sir, this is a Wendy's. (laughs) So (laughs) most of the pictures I picked were from, um, Janier, but it, I'm so sorry. It's it's Michael Fassbender. It is Michael Fassbender from Jane Eyre, and the um, so it's like like it's from the end of Jane Eyre where like 
the whole fucking house is burnt down and he's just like a fucking wreck of a man and his beard is so big and he's blind and then it's to him where he's fucking Michael Fassbender who I want to ride his face so there you go like a jet ski maybe like a jet ski I do, in my adulthood, want to reread Jane Eyre because as a high schooler, I did not enjoy it. But I feel like as an adult, I might. Yes. Yes. It's because I think the whole point of her, like, leaving him and going and and running the school by herself and running the whole, like, I think that's that whole point needs to be like you need you need that to understand why she's like I need myself I need my whole like my build to be an independent independent person yeah so yeah Lissai alright listen I chose a dude I've never heard of before in my life <laughs> Cool. Mainly, cool. I searched, like, you know, I was looking for, like, actors with, like, blonde-ish hair and blue eyes. And I would say both of those are questionable okay. with this actor. However, I don't care because, honestly, here's what did it for me. Like, I looked at him and I was so often Viola. <laughs> so often Viola describes him. Like, she talks about his like the ducal nature of him of like that authority that he kind of cloaks over himself right and like that look about him um that he could have only she described it as like he only could have gotten it from jeans um and so when i saw this person he he plays um he's in a he was in one of the center stage movies although like not the original <laughs> Mm-hmm. My point is, he um, was, he's been in, like, ballet-themed movies, and so therefore he's, like, trained to carry his body in certain ways. Do you know what I mean? You carry my body, yep. Carry your body? Okay, cool. Um, sounds good. You can carry mine, too. Um, here you go. This dude <laughs> is, again... Never heard of him before in my life until I started looking. Oops. Oh, hello. Yes. This is John Mulaney. It's not John Mulaney. It looks looks a little like him, but it is not John Mulaney. Um, This person's name is Barton Cowperthwaite. (laughs) That's a name. It is a name. That's a name. It is a name. Don't wear it out. Um, <laughs> Don't wear it out. That last He's one, attractive. I think, is my yep. favorite. He is attractive. Um, Barton Catherwaite. Headshot. Yep. Um, <laughs> can you do the cherry pop sound? Because I can't. There you go. Okay, so uh, he has... Oh, God fucking damn it. Why, IMDB? Did you go all the way back to the beginning of time? Barton... How many Bartons are there? Cow. Perthwaite. Okay. Um, he was in. <laughs> don't laugh at me. He was in Center Stage on Point, which I have not seen. I saw the OG to Center Stage. 
Um, he was also a dancer in Fosse Verdon, which is a um, TV miniseries. He was also, I think the thing he's known the most for is Tiny Pretty Things. I don't know what that is, but uh, apparently that was the most, I don't know, successful. Um, also in Girls 5 Eva, which I have not seen, but he plays a character called Boy Band Dummy, which is never not going to be funny to me. And then he's in a, a TV movie called Imposters. Anyway, he's like relatively new. Um, he's a young boy. He He's 28, baby. Younger older than Harry Styles. Pretty sure. Ah, oh, fuck me. Um, <laughs> I mean, you can look. I'm pretty sure he's older than Harry Styles. Barton. Wait. Cop. Cop. Thir- whatever. Doesn't matter. Barton. We're just going to call him Barton. Um, he's 29 years old. He is. 28. Yep. Yep. 20. Yep. Is he still 28? No, he's 29. He'll be 30 this Harry year. Harry Styles is 28 oh, years hell. old. <laughs> Boom! Yeah, and he will not be 29 until February 1st. Of next year? Yes! I guess it couldn't be February 1st of this year, because that would be awkward. (laughs) Right. Well, son of a bitch. Good for you, Olivia Wilde. (laughs) Right. God damn it. Fucking hell. Um, So, anywho. Let's talk about books we want to recommend shall we we shall okay (sighs) Uh, i can go first i guess i'm mine is first on the list um okay so this is super fun um about my employer is that we have started like a book club at work and so once a month ish once every six weeks maybe um we at like lunchtime talk about the book we've been reading together so the first we just started this this was the first month we just did the first book club meeting uh we read a book called true biz by sarah sarah novich novik not sure um it's actually it's a book about the deaf community it is fascinating <gasps> as hell i love it it is super fascinating to learn about deaf culture um, I want to learn ASL so bad. I yeah. also want to learn ASL so bad. Um, when babies are little, like, that's something that they encourage you to start teaching babies so they can learn how to communicate better. So, like, yes. something that we taught um, our kid a lot was the sign for more, which is to, like, basically bang your fists together to, like, more food. I want more food. Thank you. Thank you. you. Yeah. Like, um, there's all sorts of like little things that you can teach. There was like, I think this is mom and this is dad or vice versa. Um, so those were ones that we were working on with her. Of course, once she got language, like English language, then of course that kind of all went away. Um, regardless, it's really fascinating. I'm about 80% of the way through it. Um, I didn't finish it prior because we had so many books to read for our own podcast. Um, and I had to stop so I could read this book. Um, it is good. Again, it has some pacing issues. However, I think if her publisher would have given her another 20,000 words, she would have been fine. But they didn't. This is only her second novel. But it is well written. Um, as a person in their mid to late 30s reading a book about high school students 
Like there's, it's, here's the thing. It's multiple people. There's adults and then there's also kids because it's a deaf school that this surrounds. Oh, right. Okay. So like uh. you're, you get the perspective of the headmistress who's probably in her thirties or forties, who is gay, by the way, she's a lesbian. She is married to a woman. Um, she is hearing, so is her wife, but then she, but her parents are deaf. And so she works at a deaf school. She's, she's known ASL her whole life. Regardless, um, it takes place in Ohio and in yeah. Southern Ohio. So like mm-hmm. it's east of Cincinnati. Um, but it was fun for me as like an Ohioan who, you know, has been around to like read the references and like catch the references, even though it's sort of like an amalgamation of Ohio cities. So like Goodyear is mentioned a lot. Um and, you know, Goodyear is obviously, like, an Akron-based company and things like that. So it's clearly, like, an amalgamation of things happening. Mm-hmm. Um, the race riots in Cincinnati from 2000, I think it was 2002, were mentioned. Um, it's it's really fascinating. Um, but as a person who now has a child, I was like, oh, my God, the things that I did when I was in high school and now I'm going to, like, have a kid who's going to potentially do some of these things when she's in high school, I was like, well, I'm just gonna have to up those anti-anxiety meds. <laughs> I think is what's gonna need to happen. Mostly, I was like, my parents would have never, you know, like, they would have n- they yeah. would have absolutely found yeah. out there's no way I could have slipped under the radar with all this shit. Never. Yeah. Anyway, so true biz, which apparently in ASL, that means for, like, real talk. That's what that means. Cool. Yeah. Cool. So I have two that I'm not going to go into because they are, uh, <laughs> I've written fucking reviews on them. So yeah. one is the, um, the pride goes, the bride goes rogue and the other one is the Dukes do it better. So, um, go to our, um, website. Yeah. That thing. Um, all right. Uh, oh, what are you listening to? Because I have just been listening to Knowledge Fight. So, <laughs> I'm listening to <laughs> Horrible Horror, which actually, at this point, well, that's fine. Uh, oh, damn it, the head open. Uh, the last episode is... Damn you. Should I insert the Jeopardy music? Do, 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 Is the Phantom of the Me of the Mall. So, um, um, it's the same thing as if you like, if you like B3, you like this group. So, booze, boobs, and blood. Um, awesome. Love a good horror podcast. Uh, All right. So let's talk about where people can find us. Um, You can find us on our website at www.chickletbookclubpodcast.com. We have a link on the website to our merch. Otherwise, you can go to um, chickletbookclubpodcast.threadless.com. You can check us out on Twitter at at 
Chicklet Podcast. Check us out on TikTok, Chicklet Book Club, Pinterest, where you can check out our spanking audio lists and our stunt casting, Chicklet Book Club Podcast. Email us your constructive criticism at Chicklet Book Club Podcast at gmail.com. Instagram, Chicklet Book Club Podcast. Our YouTube is linked. So is our Facebook. And you can also support us at Patreon um, at whatever <laughs> level you feel comfortable as, which I've all been named after our favorite book boyfriends. And of course, please, if you are enjoying the podcast, rate us and review us specifically on the Apple Podcast app. No. Um, all right. Uh, Ray? Yeah. How do we end this thing? In the most annoying way possible. Ah, uh, yes. <gasps> Bye! Bye! It always comes out. Every single time. <laughs> Not even serious.